Oh, All right, guys, this that. morning we're sipping uh, um, Raz Cranberry, sparkling Raz water. Cranberry? Okay. It's natu naturally essenced. <laughs> so what am I doing right now? I'm being naturally essenced. Nice. Okay, real talk. Do you guys use essential oils? Ray's got some essential oils. <laughs> <laughs> Lavender. Okay. Frankincense. Oh. And myrrh. East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far. And then somebody told me, about rubbing it on the bottom of your feet, help you sleep. Okay. You put lavender on the bottom? Huh? You put lavender on the bottom of your feet to sleep? I used to. I haven't in a while. Probably in about two to three years, I haven't. I want either Dawson or Rob to come over to my house and put lavender on my feet when it's, when it's nighty time. <laughs> oh man so i don't want to get in trouble with the internet but all that stuff just sounds like hocus pocus to me i ain't into all that magic, all the magic oil dude by you I saying used to that use essential oils when the kids were little there was um a particular blend that was called calming calming calm child i don't know i absolutely loved it but the person that like where i got essential oils because you don't a have a child dealer not, not anymore so <laughs> they're all grown yay well apparently <laughs> it worked they, they they didn't die i mean you didn't no, kill them didn't. you know but lavender really bothers me that's like everybody's answer to everything and it i sneeze at lavender essential oils i'm like mm. don't put that on me that's funny i feel like because dawson's hating on the essential oil somebody's gonna come up on sunday you know somebody will they're just gonna be like pow right on your forehead and uh you're gonna have to smell like lavender the rest of the day but <laughs> anyways i love shooting the breeze with you guys uh i feel like ray enjoys shooting the breeze I feel like Michelle enjoys shooting the breeze. I feel like Dawson hates it. <laughs> I'm, not one, I'm not one for small talk. Dawson, I just want you to love me. I just I want you to be you. friendly. I do love you. We just have different love languages. That's all. <laughs> okay. What's your love language then, Dawson? Well, well, my number one love language is touch. Okay. So... All I right. needed a lot of hugs this morning for some reason. <clears throat> so so <laughs> one, one that means little to nothing to me, uh, interestingly enough, is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation don't do anything for me. And, and I think that's Casey's number one. And I think Casey could do without physical touch. Like when we hold hands, she, she's got about 30 seconds in her. And then she's like, I'm done, done holding hands. That's all right. So it's, it's fun. It's definitely been a challenge for me to like remember words of affirmation, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Dawson, say something nice about me right now. 
Say something nice about you. You've got two <laughs> seconds. If you have to think, it's not from your heart. That's not true. There's yeah. so many nice things I could say about you. Dude, you I was are... trying to think if there was something better than you you're have stalling. Girls. You're stalling right now. No. Say it, Dawson. No, no, no. You uh, bring a party everywhere you go, and you're so easygoing sure. and easy to get along with. All right. Just for that, I'm going to touch you next time I see you. No, please. Okay. So, get it cut out of the podcast. Please yeah. don't say that. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I was just thinking when you said words of affirmation don't mean, mean anything to me that I often will say to you, great job with that. Good job with that. Uh, I'm not sure I should substitute a hug. You no, know, but no. I mean, it's, it's not that like encouragement and good words, like you should never say them, but yeah, typically yeah. this out uh, anyway, I know it's going to sound bad if I say it, there's certain things that I say that Casey has to interpret and be like, what you just said sounds really arrogant, but I know that's not how you meant it. And so, you know what, I think I, if I need an interpreter, I probably shouldn't say it. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> that's a good rule to live by. <laughs> that's funny. All right, guys, I feel like, I feel like I'm tired of pitter pattering around. I feel like we have important things to do and our listeners are tired of waiting. So let's get to podcast episode number 33. Why is rock, paper, scissors called sparkling? Michelle, just trust us. We're smart people. <laughs> I don't know. I've lived my life all this time without. All right. Ray, we're going to we're going to assume that Ray is killer at rap battles and we're going to farkle for who has to rap battle Ray. Here we go. So Michelle, it's me and you, rock paper scissors. Here we go. Michelle. Uh-uh. Michelle, put your hands up. No. Michelle. I'm not rap battling him. Michelle. <laughs> I protest. Dawson, let's Michelle, come on. This is for the people. This is for the people. <clears throat> I don't Famous. think this is what the people need. You already got me singing off key, okay, on on the next steps last week. You know, you I, know I'm what? not going there. Sorry. I quit. I have good boundaries, Philip. Good. I, I'm not even a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, I feel like you would be good at rapping. Why <laughs> is that? Dawson says I'm that's a racist statement because I'm wearing a hoodie that's what it is because I'm wearing a hoodie that's why you think I'll <laughs> sure. be a rapper because I'm wearing a hoodie yes there you go yeah. oh man yeah, that's I feel is. like Ray can bust a rhyme okay anyways I'm tired of I'm sick of this okay so let's let's talk about this I Dawson we're in a what are we doing here why are you, are you just all avoiding here? talking about my message is that what it is yeah oh yeah we're talking about Dawson's message which is in the series called gracism with a g gracism and this series this uh sermon was called i will share with you thank you dawson thanks for paying attention and participating in this podcast mm -hmm. i will share with you i thought it was a decent sermon okay it's okay <laughs> but i thought no it was great but here's the thing dawson you you dropped some really really good lines there i was like oh 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 snap but here's the thing with dawson when dawson drops a line he doesn't like when i do something awesome i tell everybody and let everybody know yours is very subtle you're like 
boom, bomb dropped. Nobody knows until there's an explosion. I'm like loud about it. You're calm and subdued. So I appreciate it. But one of the bombs that you dropped was the statement that you said for us to wrestle with. Oh, what's up, Mike Scott? <laughs> Ray's got the mic. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things was this statement, Dawson. Um, and you told us to wrestle with it. And I guess I can read it. Or do you want to say it? Well, do you, you don't remember it. I remember it. You, you want to bet <laughs> if I remember it? It says, "You're reading it. I can, I'm watching is, you reading it." No, Dawson, quit. Listen, <laughs> your statement was, "Hang on, hang on, hang on." Yep, he doesn't maybe, remember it. Maybe, okay, no, 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 don't tell me. Don't tell me. I can't find it. God has given me what someone else needs. There you go. So you know what's interesting is I, I mentioned from stage both services that I. Uh, when I made the statement, there was an audible reaction from both audiences, and I should have been prepared for that because there was an audible reaction when I said it to you guys in teaching team. And I mentioned that on the stage both times, but for some reason, I don't know why, for some reason, it didn't seem that huge or controversial to me. I mean, I thought it was really interesting, but it still caught me off guard both services when people like audibly responded to it. No, it's a mic drop because we don't live our yeah. lives like that. Yeah. Um, how did you guys feel about it, Ray, Michelle? I was only in the second service. Um, that's the service that I attempted to come to for the first time since my surgery. And I did remember hearing the audible, um, if it wasn't a gasp, it was more of a, like the, the, the actual air was being sucked out of the room. Because at that moment, people are now having to wrestle with if, if there's any ounce of truth to what Dawson just said, then that means I have something that it's a, it's a better likelihood that I have not been sharing with others. And mm. so now the clock is ticking. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, the reason there's a gasp is, you know, sometimes, well, one of us will say something on stage and it's convicting or it convicts a group of people or it convicts of a behavior. It's not very often when you say something and you know that there's no one in the room it doesn't apply to. I think that is what made that such a statement. I mean, they're just, there's no doubt every person there, it absolutely applied to. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, can't get out of this one. Mm -hmm. Now I just got to figure out what God's asking me to give. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of what God's asking me to give, you know, one of the things we think of first when we talk about sharing is just financial things. But I mean, let's just discuss. Let's let's help our listeners by just kind of discussing a little bit. What are other things that God might call you to to give that that other people around you need that you might have? Cuz I guarantee you there's people in the room that are saying, "Well, I don't have any money." I don't have, you know, my financial situation is pretty bad. Um, but every one of us, if Dawson's statement is true, ha has something that the people around us need. So let's, I mean, what are some things that came to mind whenever he said that other than money? You know, the pandemic has really challenged, I think, especially extroverts. I'll say, I, and this is why I'll say why it's challenged extroverts. 
when you're spending a considerable amount of a considerable amount of time behind a mask. So you can't facial expressions are somewhat. But we lost him. Muted um, behind a mask. What's yeah. been really is trying to figure out how do I express joy when more than half of my face is covered up. Um, joy is something that the world doesn't give. And according to the song, the world can't take it away. But it's something that, got, that comes from God. And so how do you exude and give joy during a time when there's a lot of fear and trepidation going on? Mm -hmm. um, how do you give encouragement? During, I mean, and, and so I'll never forget, I was at Walmart and this little girl, I happened to have, I think I had on my camo pants and my um, discipleship is kind of a big deal shirt, which is like an army green shirt that I had on. And this little girl, she's about seven, eight years old. She says, I love your outfit from behind her mask. And, you know, and it's, it's stuff like that, that, you know, even though we have a mask on, and I know for a while it was discombobulating to have that on. People wouldn't look at each other. They didn't make eye contact. I mean, it just, people eyes began to track down. But <clears throat> to, to your point of, of your question, we have to become more intentional to dig down deep inside of us to give what's in us to those that are on the outside that we can tell are struggling. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, last night as we were leaving the, the leadership group meeting, um, I was talking with Arlen and, and Lynn. Yeah. And we were talking about this group of ladies that comes in on Wednesdays. They're probably all at the church. Um, and they cut out things for Laura and they organize supplies for Sunday. And Arlen pipes up. She says, yeah, but Kay, Kay cleans all those toys. I don't know how she cleans all those toys, but she does every week. I mean, and so there's an example of just being faithful, coming every week, doing something nobody knows. But, you know, if you're a parent, and you're dropping your child off in one of our toddler rooms where they slobber all over the toys, somebody sanitizes those every week to make sure that your kids are not passing germs from one to the other. So, you know, that doesn't take anything but time and willingness. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a great way to give to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would push back on... I think literally anybody who told me that they don't have enough money to be financially generous. Um, number one, because I don't think it takes a lot of money to be generous in, in some way. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that, um, you know, you know, I, I guess there are some people, but the majority of people that I would probably meet could, could let go of a thing or two small thing to make a little bit of room in their budget for some intentional generosity. That's something that Casey and I were actually starting to talk mm -hmm. about Sunday, actually, after the message was budgeting some money for like random acts of generosity. You know, we sponsor a, a child and have through Compassion International and stuff like that. Um, so that's one thing about, but, you know, I think it is important, like you said, to, to push it outside of, of just financial. Um, so I had, I was, uh, Wednesday mornings, I come in late because I have to work late at, at, into the night. And so Wednesday mornings are a time for me where kids are at school. I can do some stuff that I want to do, you know? And so, um, so I was, um, I went out to Target when it opened Wednesday morning and I was coming out, um, and a lady asked me if I could give her a jump to her car. 
And, you know, the split second thought in this day and age was, you know, am I going to be abducted? Like, is this a safe situation? But quickly I was like, no, she literally needs help. It's fine. Um, but then like my next thought was, this is my time. You know, like, I, I don't know how long this is going to take. I don't want to like, I want to go and get to where I was going to go and do what I was going to do. And the Holy Spirit, you know, it wasn't a hard thing. The Holy Spirit was like, yeah, you know, help. And, and so time for me is another one. And I think it's funny, both financially and with my time, God has systematically just stripped my hands open repeatedly. So I've had to learn this lesson the hard way, kind of kicking and screaming with an extroverted child, seven-year-old, you know, just about ever since she's been born, he's been like, hey, you're going to give your time to your child, you know? And, um, and then financially, just through things going wrong and car repairs, I've mentioned from the stage before that my car breaking down is one of the chief ways that God pries my hands off of my money and, and forces <laughs> me to trust him with my money. Um, so I, I, I actually liked one of my favorite illustrations in the message was um, someone who's in a career and has the opportunity to give young men and women like uh, the foot in the door and some mentoring and some discipleship. What a great way to like shepherd somebody through your experience and your position that you have. Yeah. Discipleship is a great example. I was thinking yeah. that earlier. Yep. Which I kind of, whenever I was listening to the sermon, I was thinking about my life and the things that I can share. And one of them that's kind of unique for me is me and Kristen have been through some pretty wild um, times with raising kids. So with our kids, you know, we have three kids, each one of them is different, but there's been some heavy challenges that we've um, overcome. But one of the benefits of going through those challenges is that it's really built me and Kristen's relationship. Mm -hmm. And so me and Kristen are like inseparable in a lot of ways that I feel like a lot of couples don't get to experience, but it's really just because of the fires we've walked through mm -hmm. in raising some difficult, raising kids through difficult situations. So all that to say, um, I'm, I'm starting to think that our marriage is one of the gifts that we can share, like being able to mentor couples um, and help them navigate through things like that is a thing um, that we hope to be able to share. And actually, what's funny is that night an opportunity came up for something like that. And so this is a good conversation because it it expands our minds a little bit out of just the financial, you know, in our, if in a small minded world, we would say, Oh, it's the guy on the side of the street with the help sign. No, this is, this is your husband. This is your wife. This is all the people around you need something that you have. Um, so a great thing to discuss too, is why did two parts of this, why did God set it up this way? Which is something that Dawson asked. And then the other part is, um, what does it look like? Like, what's the ultimate picture? And maybe we go out of Acts 2, but, but let's just kind of discuss two things. Why did God make it this way? And the other is, why, what is it supposed to look like? If we get this right, what do you think it looks like? I would say to grow us from selfish creatures to selfless mm -hmm. creatures. If, if you're growing in Christ that is one of the clear demarcations that you are growing in Christ that is becoming less about you mm -hmm. and more about how can you make an, a difference on impact in mm -hmm. someone else's life. So it's not to say that Dawson's moment of, no, 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 this is my time, doesn't happen. 
it just doesn't happen as often. Mm-hmm. Because when he was speaking on that Sunday, I there was a part of me that was like, oh man, <clears throat> you know, sure, I played the nice video of me surprising my mom. Here's the video you didn't get. The day after that, when everything fell apart in mm-hmm. Sherlin and my family, I'll never forget um, when, when our daughter was rushed to the hospital and I was told that I was gonna have to become the primary caregiver to my granddaughter, I said these words to my wife. I said, this is not my life. I didn't come here for this. Mm-hmm. And, and Sherlyn says to me, she's like, but Ray, this, this really is our life. And I said, no, and I hate that I'm gonna say this, but it's, it, I mean, it's real. I said, when you play stupid games, oh, it got blocked. <laughs> you win stupid prizes, predicament. Oh yeah. Say that again. You, you cut out for just a second. Right. I said, when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And I said, nothing that I've done has afforded me to win the prize yeah. of having to care for my granddaughter while our daughter's in the hospital. And, and I know that sounds, that's dripping with selfishness, mm-hmm. but at the same time, so you travel to your hometown, you don't, you didn't come with pampers. You didn't come with formula. By the way, the baby is breastfed. So how do you make that switch when the mom is in the hospital? Mm-hmm. So that means you're gonna be up late nights, not just because this is a six month old child, but this six month old child world has been upended. Mm-hmm. And the six month old child didn't do anything to deserve this. So truth in, I mean, in truth, it took me a day mm. to get out of myself yeah. to realize, no, this is what God wants for you to do. Mm-hmm. He gave you Tuesday to have that incredible time. I mean, at Monday, that incredible time with your mom, nothing affected that at all. Now it's time to get on my program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the honesty of that, Ray, because it it's the way we all feel very often. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the 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 thing that makes that so good is that you didn't stay there. You know, you it's it's okay to have a selfish thought, but you can't live there and act on it, you know, and, and to act like we don't all have those thoughts would be crazy. We all have those thoughts. We just can't, you know, and luckily the people around us many times, I know my wife too, won't let me act on them. (laughs) Yeah. What about the rest of you guys? What is it? So what, uh, another question is, what does it look like? Like, what does this look like when we get it right? How do we, you know, is it, is it an ax tooth type thing? I think when we get it right, it's because, you know, we're really listening to the Lord, um, mm-hmm. you know, and being willing to be in a place of submission. And that's just not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think getting it right is probably fleeting as it's not all the time. Um, and um, it's staying close to him so that when things come at us, we are so saturated with who he is that we can respond out of that rather than react out of our own humanity. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I don't think America's ever going to look like, going to have community like the Eastern world does, Eastern world did at least, um, uh, other parts of the world that are not America that still, you know, have community ties and things like that. But, um, but still, you know, American society, you know, yes, it's very individualistic and community is, has become, you know, a buzzword again, and the church has been, but, you know, in any more, it is, and is becoming uh, a choice to go out and shop at stores because you don't have to anymore. You know, it's a choice to go out and expose yourself to people, which is a poor choice of words, or be exposed to people and connect with people and have small talk in the aisles of the grocery store or wherever, um, you know, because you don't have to leave your house and do that anymore. And I think that there is a call like, you know, Ray, I remember that song, I need you to survive, you know, it's a biblical principle that we were created to be in community and relationship with other people more than just our spouse and our family unit even and you know back in ancient israel's day and still in many parts of the world if you're not connected to community you die you know like you have a very hard time if not an impossible time surviving and we are so safe and well provided for that we don't need community to survive in the way we typically think of it but i think the pandemic has exposed that our life quickly deteriorate, deteriorates. We've heard the thing about like, if you don't touch babies, you know, they die because they need that physical touch and that connection. And I think it's, it's obviously true for us as well. So certainly there's this community piece to helping one another that God knows we need that. And he set it up that way so that we stay in, in an appropriate way, dependent upon one another for survival. And it's also made difficult now by the fact that, you know, technology and communication allows us to have a support network that is literally global. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have a meaningful connection and support network with people all over the U.S., you know, all over the world yeah. even, which is really cool. Um, but you still need that immediate network of face-to-face -face people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Dawson, um, I, I had no intentions on sharing this, but for the year of 2022, I've been at the Lord about, okay, so what, what is it that you want us to be about? And it's, it's just one word and it, it drives what you're talking about regarding community and the fact that, you know, America probably won't become like its Eastern neighbors. But what I think is interesting is that the places that it actually does happen it happens because of this one word, intentionality. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, when you, I've seen recently that people in social media, especially people that are new to East Lake, they have used these words where I have found my people mm -hmm. or I have found my home or that they are new here and that they have now found what it was that they need. And, and uh, again, those are things that you have to intentionally go looking for. And, I, and I, that's at every church, you know, if you want to be a part of it, you have to, you, you have to get some skin in the game. And so the word that I think is going to be our word for 2022 is basically be intentional. Mm -hmm. You know, discipleship doesn't happen by accident. Mm -hmm. Growing in Christ doesn't happen by accident. Growing in the word of God doesn't happen by, you have to be intentional community yeah you can put community on the side of a building and have none mm -hmm. oh yeah unless mm -hmm. the people inside that building 
take it upon themselves to be intentional about creating the very thing that's on the side of the building. Mm -hmm. And even with sharing, sharing tends not to happen by accident. Mm -hmm. You have to intentionally give something away that you possess Mm -hmm. already. I love it. Ray, do I see a new t-shirt coming? It says intentional. <laughs> Somebody Please. tell Leah. Except, except he's going to spell it differently to make you think like he's going to have the word tension, like tension, yeah. intention. Oh, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. Oh, he's now he's pull. excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a t-shirt until Dawson brought out the pun. That's the right. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm using his words. He's using his words. Speaking of sharing, my neighbor um, has a, a heat press, like in like the t-shirt printer deal, and uh, she brought it over and said, "Hey, if you want to learn how to use it." And so I haven't learned how to use it, but I'm like, I need to get this going and just make Ray a shirt for every day. I need a shirt for every day. So. Yeah, I got it in I, my room. I have room. an idea. I have now, because of Dawson. Now I have an idea. <laughs> it, it, it is, it's a hieroglyphic at that now, but oh, I'm not wow. going to say anything because I don't want it to be stolen. All right. All right. <laughs> well, Ray, what you were sharing earlier, I thought I, I wish I'd thought about this on Sunday morning. Not that I would have had time to address it, but it, what you were saying about putting skin in the game make, made me think of <clears throat> if you get something that's worth nothing or that that costs you nothing usually it's worth nothing to you. And so that's this ironic thing of, I want community or I want this or I want that. Well, anything that's worth anything requires you to give. And so, you know, I led on Sunday morning with like, I don't like to give. I'm a pretty self-centered person as like a knee-jerk reaction for myself. But the irony is I don't get anything like ever hardly unless I give first and unless it costs me something. So there really is a very weird ironic thing about generosity and helping others being the the first step toward me receiving something beneficial for myself that I that I need not in like a scratch I scratch your back you scratch mine but in a way of like I, I gotta give something to get something worthwhile yeah yeah I've been really no. impressed meeting oh sorry Michelle get out there well, I was just going to say um, both what Dawson said about raising kids and then Ray talking about intentionality. Uh, when my kids were small, because I'm a task oriented person at heart, you know, I feel good when things are checked off the list and they're done. And when you have small children, my children are 17 months apart, um, it's a very busy household, very busy time of life. And um, I would feel frustrated at the end of the day that I hadn't gotten things done. And one day I was getting Aaron up from his nap and I was in task mode. Like I've got this thing, I have got to get finished. And I will never forget the Holy Spirit wasn't audible, but I knew God was talking to me. God said, look your son in the eyes. And I went, oh, because I realize, you know, when you're, you know what that's like when you're at the grocery store, when you're trying to get something done, you are not looking at anybody. You are not making eye contact because you're on a mission. You got something you've got to get done. We all do it. And I just came to a screeching halt because I was like, okay, 
I say I want to have great relationships with my kids. I say I want to provide opportunities for them and love them well. And here I am so focused on a task. I'm not even looking at my own kid while I'm getting him up because I'm already in my mind moving on mm. to the next thing. That's good. And so, you know, it just, I think that it's really important that we allow God to um, say to us, here is what I want you to intentionally do because we might not know otherwise. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. My dog is barking like crazy. Do you hear this? Not a little bit, maybe. No. But. Oh my gosh. The the <laughs> Amazon guys here and Abby loves the Amazon man. So I'm sorry for if you have to listen to this, but the Amazon man is here. Who knows what he's delivering? We should do an unboxing. That's what we <laughs> <laughs> like what's being delivered today. Anyways, um, so, you know, the last question that we kind of didn't get to was, why did God set it up this way? Mm -hmm. um, and here's the things that Dawson said, and I like this, and maybe we just agree with him, but it's a, he said, maybe God knows that truly helping someone benefits the helper as well. And then he said, maybe God's top priority is not meeting circumstantial needs. Oh, this one was one of those silent mic drops. Maybe God's top priority is not meeting circumstantial needs. Maybe God's top priority is building a community of human beings that look like the image they were created in. Whew. Right? Dawson, that, that was really, really good. I'm, not give, I'm giving God credit for that one, not you, because yeah. I know you. You didn't do that. <laughs> well, and, and that's, it's, it's hard because circumstantial needs are very real and circumstantial needs. I think it's okay to a degree for us to not only cry out to God for circumstantial needs, but the Bible's full of stories and Psalms of people who are like, you say you care for me, but I have these real circumstantial needs here and connects those two things, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a tension there for sure, but mm -hmm. We just want immediate relief from whatever situation we're in, but really it's never about the relief of the situation. It's about the, the tension that pushes us back to God too, you know? So if I'm the one in need, that tension pushes me back to God. If I'm the one that's giving, mm -hmm. that generosity pushes me back. All of it pushes us back to God and to each other, loving God, loving people. Woo! I didn't even plan on that, but that was good. <clears throat> the Acts 2 verse that, that I was thinking of that I hadn't looked up and I, I looked it up while, while one of you were speaking, but it's Acts 2, um, 44 and, it, and it's, I think it starts at 44. It says all believers, all the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This like generosity, this sharing, this like, it's not mine, it's ours, it's God's, it's meant to be shared. It's contagious. And if Eastlake can become a place that, that does that, it will 100% be attractional to people in our community. So I love it. Okay. Last thing before we go. Okay. We're going to, we're going to change the subject just a little bit. Um, we it's Wednesday. And so we all at midweek inspirations, always really nice. 
what is a worship song that's speaking to you right now? What's something that's just like, all right, that hits me at home. I can go first while you think, because I just, by the way, listeners, I never tell them what I'm going to ask them. We just go for it. (laughs) Yeah. So one that's speaking to me right now is Maverick City. um, I thank God. And um, there's something about the gratitude that the song talks about. I thank God in living a life of gratitude for me. Like when I can be grateful in my day to God for everything, it changes everything. Instead of me having to go to a meeting, it's me grateful that I have a job that I need to go to a meeting for, you know, or whatever it may be. Gratitude is just like a paradigm shift in my brain. And so Maverick City, gratitude. It could be anything. It can be an old cheesy one, Michelle. I bet you got an old cheesy song you're listening to. Okay, yeah, well... (laughs) That's true. Um, I tend to listen to kinds of things over and over again. You know, um, Toby Mac, I oh. always drag out Toby Mac when okay. I'm stressed. And my favorite album from him is Alive and Transported. And um, I just, there is something about it. You know, he's got a song where he talks about, you know, you know, light, it's like light my fire. It's turn on, turn me on spiritually you know, bring me back to where we were. Um, And I just, those speak to me when I'm stressed. So if you hear me listening to Toby Mac, you'll know. I I did not know you're a Toby Mac girl and you won't rap battle, right? Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I am a Toby Mac girl. I said, God is doing a new thing. (laughs) I thought Michelle's was going to be, we built this city. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) We could sing some. I know Ray has like a bazillion. Ray's problem is going to be which one. You're right. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, which one for the hour? When you said Maverick City, I'm like, okay, now I I can't pick Maverick City. No, you can pick Maverick City. But no, there's another song called, it's called More, M-O-R-E by Lawrence Flowers. Okay. And it's talking about that you that I that I want more of him in me. And so um it's it's a cry out to having more of God. So mm. you, you almost can name anything from Maverick City. I mean, the song you guys did, it wasn't Maverick City, it was Brandon uh that you guys did this past Sunday. Oh uh, get loud. Make it make get loud. I'm like oh. So We're good. doing that again this Sunday. What's it called? It's called, it might get loud. Yeah. That's what it's called. Might get loud. It, Cause in me, I'm like, okay, so yeah, I'm an extrovert and yes, I'm, I'm a loud individual. I'm like, but I'm, I'm somewhat crippled. And so I can't get as much in the song as I want to. So I'm like, I'm trying not to break this, my walking stick getting into the song. <laughs> Ray's out there with his broke leg. Oh. <laughs> uh. Austin, do you love Jesus enough to listen to worship music? Sometimes, sometimes. I actually don't listen to a lot of worship music, but um, (laughs) uh, I listen to the devil's music a lot. Austin, I have a friend for you that is into heavy, real heavy metal. Yeah. And he is excited. He he, he goes to East Lake. He's been in East Lake for a very long time. He's excited about getting you in his car and you and him rocking out. Ah, that's funny. Like on the way to men's retreat or whatever. Maybe. 
Yeah, right? well, so, I, yeah, anyway, I connected with someone recently, Jeff, uh, Jeff Whoa. Nunez, about me, me and him, me and him connected over some metal. And uh, another guy in my Gracism group uh, listened to like the old school Christian kind of rock and metal artists that I listened to as well. But tourniquet mortification. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's wife turned him on to mortification. He never heard him before, and so he was like, <gasps> "We need to do um, a disclaimer, Dawson, for our listeners that th yet it is Christian music. Mortification is wild Christian. Oh my goodness! Like oh, it's it's a little too at your own risk." Me. It's a little mortification's a little too extreme for me, but uh, you know, Philip, I was remembering uh, the other day. Are you going to dodge the question, Dawson? No, no, no. I'm going to answer it. You and I, you, you came on staff literally like I think you like flew into Columbia like the day we were going to Dallas for the Mosaics conference or something. And um, I remember you and me sitting way in the back, up at the top, for one of the evening sessions, and I had my feet on the back of the seat in front of me like a hoodlum, you know? And I was wearing these socks that have like Yeti carrying a big boom box or whatever. And I remember you looking at me going and saying, Dawson, you are an enigma. You remember that? <laughs> you were trying to figure me out. This is one of those things that is weird about me as much of a nerd as I am, like I'm a big metalhead. anyway. Um, no, so a song that is kind of my go-to, I'm not exactly sure why, but off of the Hillsong worship album, I like Hillsong a lot, worship album, uh, Awake, the second song, mm. which I think is the first actual song on the album, is Ooh. called Awake My Soul, and that that really speaks to me and gets me into worship. You were talking, I was in a conversation with you and some people Sunday morning, and you were talking about, it sounds odd, but there's not a whole lot of songs that are just like worship songs that are just about God. Yep. You know, often it's about me, but this is one of those that's okay. just about um, God and praising God and just praising God for who he is. Mm -hmm. um, and so that one I get into a lot. I like that one. Oh. Awake My Soul by Hillsong. All right. So you guys listening, you're, you just added to your playlist. Be careful with mortification, though. You might get burned with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I found the name of my song. See, I'm slow to the party, but. What is it's it? It's called Ignition. Ignition. Michelle, yeah. listening to, see, I got I got Michelle all wrong. You know, I got her all wrong. Toby Mac, I thought she was gonna say like, you know, like Kathy Dracoli or something. <laughs> no. I haven't heard that name oh. in forever. Philip, oh. Philip, do you remember the time that Michelle brought a rap song to let yes. us listen to it? Right. Yeah, she came in all hyped. It was weird. Yes, I tried to forget yeah. it ever happened. <laughs> I can't. It was a great song. Oh yes, <laughs> I can't remember who who brought up the name Twyla Paris to me the other day, but I was like, <gasps> Twyla Paris. I brought um, Steve Camp. Anybody listen to Steve Camp back in the day? In the uh, day, Michael Card, old school. Yeah. If you want a, a good funny Google rabbit trail, Google cheesy christian videos christian oh, song video music cheesy christian music videos from the 90s and it is a rabbit trail of oh carmen. my gosh bunch of it's, carmen oh, in there. carmen oh, yeah. oh dear yeah uh, <laughs> mm. uh, and, and can i just say that i don't think that metal and nerds are at odds with each no, other no, i not. know a lot of nerdy people that like metal yeah it's so, a weird connection yeah, yeah. 
Well, you guys are very interesting humans and I enjoy talking to you, but we got to go home. We got to, we don't got to go home. Our listeners need to go to bed. It's we past your bedtime listeners and we need to uh, go get some other things done. So we love everybody. See you All next right. week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I couldn't wait to hear what Dawson was going to say. I was like, I knew Ray would have plenty East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far.